1: Welcome to the game. I'm Russ Cohen. We've got Nico Riesgo. Nico, how are you? Russ Cohen, my man. Hi, hey, Michael Jello. Mike, how are you?
0: Good evening.
1: All right, let's talk a little baseball. As we see other sports starting to show signs of coming back, like the NHL just ratifying a vote, at least at least we know they're planning on playoffs and the NBA doing the same. Nico, I can't say the same for baseball because... You know, they had that ridiculous um, economic plan that they gave to the players like a week ago, and it was dead on arrival. Tony Clark pretty much shot it down right out of the sky like it was a drone going over uh, somebody's house in Arizona. And and now they're going to send a new economic plan on Tuesday. i got to say, I don't have a lot of faith in Major League Baseball coming back right now. I'm not sure how you feel. Right.
2: I feel like I'm inside a vice grip just like Tony Clark. I mean, there's really no win situation here um, where he's at. I mean, um, if he decides to play, um, the players are going to be playing under significant lower salaries, and there's already like they've already come out big time. Snell and Harper and some of these major players have, you know, Said that you know they're risking their lives, which of course they are risking their lives. So there's there's a serious concern there about their yep. lives. Yep. But of course, if they're getting their their contract, they're willing to to take that risk. And I think in the end, I think the player or the owners are going to have to end up just paying the players uh, what their what their contract is.
1: I mean, I think that that's what should happen, Nico. Because again, I do think while Snell may not have been very eloquent about the way he went went about it. He was right in the sense that, yes, if he were to contract the virus, you don't know what it's going to do to you long term. I know people who have had it are going to get their lungs checked. You you don't know what that could do to your career. Maybe you can never have the same sort of endurance that you had before. So I think there is that risk. And, Mike, Mm -hmm. the owners, you know, they signed the first agreement. We don't know (laughs) about this email, if it's true or not. It seems like it might be where – you know, there was going to be a codicil where, uh, and I hate to use that word, because usually codicils only for like um, a will. Yeah. A will, thank you. And um, and but anyhow, it, it looks like there's there was something there with that, and so now they're they're back to the drawing table, and owners don't take any risk. All they would have to do is, you know, risk their money, which again, everybody's going to lose this year, players and owners. But how much faith can you have right now when now they're going back to the drawing board again and we're almost at the end of May?
0: I don't have a lot of faith, and the, the clock is ticking because apparently, you know, they want, the, they want to start a, a second spring training by June the 10th so they can start at the beginning of July. And I think it was Jeff Passon from ESPN said if, if that's the time frame, then they had till about June the 1st before it's probably too late to get anything done. You know, you could push it to the 11th hour,
1: but more than
0: likely if they don't get something done by June the 1st, then it's probably kaput, or they're not going to be able to play 82 games, and then you're talking about more money out of the players' pockets and more money out of the owners' pockets. I mean, honestly, I I know that Blake Snell didn't speak for every player. There are players who want to play. There are players who I'm sure they're concerned about health, but they're, you know, they want to – earn a living and doing what they love to do. But I think Blake Blake Snell did a disservice to a lot of the players, not by speaking his mind, but by couching it, by saying, well, I'm not going to go and play because I'm worried about my health for 2 million bucks, but for 10 million bucks, I'll risk my health. Okay. That means you're a whore because honestly, if, if, if you're, if you're saying I'll do it for 10, but I'm not doing it for two, then this is a negotiating ploy. And that's, you know, if that's, if that's where 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 you're going here, then this is a negotiation. It's not about health, it's about money. And nobody wants to hear that stuff right now. They want to hear like they want want to see baseball games and they respect that the players want to be healthy. But you know if this it, it, a lot of the stuff right now just seems like point and counterpoint, and it's getting a little ridiculous.
1: okay, so as we deal with that, I saw that Jeff Passan had put out a tweet about teams around baseball weighing pay cuts, yada, yada. The Brewers said they're not, so good for the Brewers, but some teams are. Um, Mitch Horacek, is a player. He he decided to tweet this. I'm a Twins employee being paid 13% of my salary to be 100% ready to play baseball at a moment's notice. I'm also locked out of the MLB, MLBPA negotiations because MLBPA doesn't represent minor leaguers. Nico, when we wrote Strike 3... And, and people could still get that on Amazon. Um, you told me a long time ago that unless you're a bonus baby, teams are going to start ignoring you. Well, now the, the minor leagues aren't going to play this year. They're They've already got cut. We may lose more teams than Major League Baseball realized because now others may go under as a result. And what Mitch said makes perfect sense. I mean, again, he feels like this is his game and he's got nothing to say about it, and, you know, there's a lot of players that are nervous right now.
2: Oh, absolutely. If you're not on
1: that 40-man roster, if you're a minor league player, you're not swinging
2: the bat, you're not picking up a ball, your season's over with. And, and, and what do you do? You're, you're not protected. Um, so um, they're in a pickle. Now's the time. If you look back at our book in 1994, we wrote about the struggles that the minor league players uh, are up against. Now is the time for the union, Tony Clark, to step up and add some protections to all levels. Okay, They don't have to get the same level of protection at the major league level, but, but make sure they're included within the union and make sure every single player is protected. And if that's the kind of negotiation that has to be um, you know, had with the owners in order to, to play ball again, I, I think that's the strong position. I think, Tony, uh, that's a win-win for the players,
1: to give up right, a little so bit of salary for protection of all the players. So a little more context to this, uh, a guy named Mark Normandin um, put out there that, and he seems to be a writer, uh, minor league ball players under contract and unable to apply for unemployment were guaranteed $400 a week by Major League Baseball, but only through May 31st. That's it, Mike. I mean, again, for all the money major league baseball has all those minor leaguers the minute may 31st hits if they don't have another deal you know they got to go out and get another job they can't worry about playing baseball anymore
0: yeah and like we were talking about uh, earlier today about the American Hockey League and, and their scenario I yeah. mean, these leagues these leagues have to be concerned <clears throat> with their feeder systems with minor leagues because, I mean, in hockey and in baseball, you need these players developing and playing years before they get to the major leagues. And all of a sudden, like this year, you know, the American hockey league probably may not play at the beginning of next year. And we don't know what's going to happen with single A, double A, triple A. I mean, we talked about teams getting eliminated because of budgetary constraints, but now, you know, will they play? And, and how will that affect, some of these young players, developing players, they need to play. They need to throw the ball. They need to, to hit to be able to advance. I mean, you, you, you can't really have – I mean, you need those young players developing and playing to be able to continue the, the, your, the structure of your team going forward. Um, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but they have to find some way to play. And right now it doesn't seem like it's possible for these minor leagues to be able to play games in the foreseeable future.
1: Right. Now, Nico, to further complicate things, if baseball comes back, we were assuming that most teams would go back to their spring training facility, which I was there this just a few months ago, it seems like years ago, um, at Port St. Lucie. Um, but not all teams want to do that now. As an example, the Philadelphia Phillies are saying they want to have a shortened spring training at Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philly. Can you give any good reason why a team would want to do that? There's not going to be fans there. Is it just to keep employees working? Like, I don't understand why they would do that.
2: You know, to me, that actually makes more sense than taking all the players and flying them down to um, Clearwater and um, going there for two weeks and then flying them all the way back uh, to Philly. Um, When basically, hey, bring all the players up to Philly, We have, uh, you know, major league resources, um, first-class equipment, training equipment. Um, Everything is right there. They can control everything. And then when the game starts to play, they're right there in their home stadium. Uh, To me, that makes perfect sense, and it's less cost.
1: Okay, so you think that teams are actually going to play in their home stadiums but just empty to start. Is that what you're thinking?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That would be ideal. I mean, um, if I'm an owner, I want to play in my home field, and the fans will trickle in. And then, like I said, they can sit, you know, two or three, you know, aisles away if that has to be. The stadiums are so large. And, you know, we got to remember, before the virus, the stadiums were pretty empty, um, you know, and that was a major problem of the game anyways, of just getting fans into the ballpark just because the economics of the game are broken. And now they've kind of been exposed that they're broken, and hopefully they can come together and realize the, the, the real marketplace for the future of the game is not on the day-to-day fan attendance. It's on the global marketplace. It's that 300 million um, Chinese marketplace um, on their cell phones that are watching these major league games uh, that have access to it. That's the future marketplace and as long as they can play the games, um, you know, the fans will trickle in, but the important thing is, is they start playing.
1: Okay, I mean, Mike, we know they won't be able to come in to start, and there are some cities that have bans, so I don't know. As an right. example, if Los Angeles would allow the Dodgers in, I would say probably not, so they may have to start in uh, in Florida, and maybe by the time they're getting ready to start in July, you know, that would change, but... Even this, Mike, is all broken. It's like some teams are going to Florida. Some teams never left Florida. I think Brian Cashman, for some reason, is still in Florida. I just – I've never seen baseball more disorganized than I see them right now.
0: Well, I mean, the the Yankees are the exception to the rule in terms of keeping their – Facilities in Tampa open all all year. You always hear about players being down in Tampa, working back mm-hmm. from injuries. You now, most of these most of these organizations, like the you know the Blue Jays and Dunedin or all the other teams that are in Florida, once it's late marks, they shut down those facilities because they're not, not really using them unless they have single A teams down there, rookie ball or something of that nature. So, you know, it makes more sense. It, it like like Nico was saying for the Phillies to to be playing at Citizen Bank Park, but I think the complication here is the scenario you're talking about. The Dodgers and the Angels are not going to be able to play uh, at their stadiums, unless it's just the city of Los Angeles and not L.A. County or Anaheim. Right. I don't know if Anaheim is folded into this, but I, I would think with the, with the shutdowns that have been you know, pervasive in California that I don't know if San Francisco or San Diego are going to be able to play in their parks, even if there's nobody there. Um, I know that Andrew Cuomo talked about, you know, helping out uh, teams uh, in New York State being able to play, you know, dependent on the plan that comes forth. Well, I can't see them playing games in Yankee Stadium or at City Field, but if they've got the government behind them to try to sort of rubber stamp it through, okay. But I mean, as long as there's no people there. But it just seems a little bit disjointed. I thought that it made more sense when it was a Florida-Arizona scenario and everybody would be playing at spring t- training facilities. But apparently the, what's the overriding factor here is the angles for TV broadcasts, and they know how, that it will work at those parks and that it probably won't work on a long-term basis in those spring training facilities in Florida. And that seems to be the overriding factor here.
1: Nico, just like um, when players crossed the picket line in your day and wanted to play, there, there's going to be players that don't want to play and maybe can't because they have underlying conditions. And now we're going to hear a slew of players trying to come back. You know, Bartolo Colon's one of them who I think probably could come back. But now I'm watching, and again, watching the, the KBO. I, I mean, I, I wrote about it two months ago before ESPN cared. And you could see guys were throwing just in the 80s, upper 80s. It's, it's not the same as Major League Baseball. But don't let the hype fool you because now Julio Franco is getting photographed and videoed because his swing is just a little late on 80, 85. And now, of course, you've got these people saying, well, the age is 61. You know, it's incredible. You know, the next thing you know is that Julio Franco is going to try a, a tryout with somebody. Like, I could just see it. If Julio
2: Franco's coming back, I'm coming back. I mean, what right. an inspiration that is. Uh, Mike Tyson's coming back. I mean, everybody's coming back. I'd be surprised if Michael Jordan doesn't come back with his last dance.
0: Is Minnie Minoso available? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, um, no it would be great to see some, uh, some players come in. And, hey, you know what? If Blake Snell doesn't want to play, hey, Somebody else will. You know, the game is at the point where we need players to step up. And we were at that point in 1994, and when I got the phone call, and everyone told me, hey, don't play, and you can't, um, you know, you're going to get screwed and everything else. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, what what mattered is, hey, I had a family to feed, and the owners gave me their word. And someone like Felipe Alou, you know, told me um, that the game itself, the best players, um, you know, will survive and, and Kareem will rise to the top. I mean, it wasn't that way. It didn't turn out to be that way. But when he gave me that pledge uh, and the owner gave me that pledge, you know, you know, I, w- I was there. You know, I was I was born to be a major league player. I was um, – I dedicated my life to be um, a major league player. And when the game called me, um, you know, I didn't hesitate because of the fact that I saw all the uh, the needs of the game – protection of the players so and that, that's the the sole reason that I was willing to risk my career in order to help uh, future players uh because I saw I had kids I was one of the yeah. players as very few players have kids I had kids I needed protection for my um, for my family and I saw the hypocrisy of one day I'm protected and the next day they could just throw me out for nothing. I didn't, yeah. no errors, no nothing. i hit a home run and they sent me down and I'm off the roster. So it, it's just a very uh, fine line that these minor leaguers have to walk. And uh, somebody has got to step up and protect them. And now's the time. I think Tony Clark, now's the time where, um, you know, he has some levers to say, Hey, this is what we need to protect. Not only the major leaguers, we need to protect all players because the minor leaguers someday are going to be major leaguers.
1: Now, Mike, somehow, some way, Daniel Kim reported that in the KBO, uh, everybody was paid in full, zero employee salary cuts, front office downsizing, none of it. In fact, possibility of furloughs, pay reductions were not even a conversation. So you see, they were able to make that work. Now, if you want me to to extrapolate on that, that's greedy ownership. in in this country because in that country they all grouped together and they made it work. They can make it work here. We've been dealing with greedy
2: owners since the day the game has been born. That's why this fight, this strike of 94, it goes on and on. I mean, why would the owners even ask that of the players? We have no clue. Uh, But Rob Manford, obviously, um, it's all on him. Attempts, kind of uh, whatever the scheme it is, to save some type of money for the game itself. Uh, when in reality, like I said, it's, it's nickels and dimes, and he, and he's really embarrassing. The game. Why? Michael,
0: why did yeah. they ask? Why do they ask it of the of the players? Because they always get it from the players. They they, they the owners win every single time. And if they, <laughs> that's
2: what we've been up, 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 up against. when yeah. is it ever going to end? Now's right. the time then, for Tony. To, and, and, if you're going to keep well, doing this to us, give us protection for everybody. And then you can just do right. as you want. But at least everybody's yeah. protected somehow in some way.
0: Well, but, but, the, but the point is Nico is that, you know, that would be the first time ever um, because they've been taking. you know, even when Donald fear was head of the players union, I, I mean, they may have gotten a fair deal, but they didn't get an advantage. And, you know, I think, I think right now what the players are trying to do is get, get the advantage over the owners and they're not, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, 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 I've heard uh, Michael Kay, who broadcasts the Yankees games, who does a, sh- a, a talk show in New York, basically ripping both sides for taking this entire debate and, and legislating it in the media when it should be negotiated behind closed doors and get it done because people who are dying don't give a good goddamn about the players and the owners negotiating over dollars and cents. They want a distraction from what's going on in the world. They want to see baseball. Now, is it the most important thing in the world? No, but they really don't want to hear about these, about billionaires and millionaires uh, talking about, you know, how much they're going to make and how much they're going to split the pie of millions of dollars. Just get it done and get on the field. And you know, obviously there are factors in terms of safety, and I'm all for that. But in the end, get it done. Because yeah. like, honestly, I think, I think the game is going to be hurt irreparably if they don't get something done. If they shut down and hockey and basketball and football all go off without a hitch, baseball will be even more marginalized going forward.
1: Yeah, there's no question about this, Nico. I mean, I I said that they could fall to fourth, and the NHL can move ahead of them because we already, you know, you've already talked about, you know, empty stands in some places, which is definitely true. And we're now going to be talking about probably a reduced TV contract the next go round, based on this, because I'm sure Fox and other ones, other other stations aren't going to be thrilled about this. But also, Nico, like you know, like Mike said, the owners do generally win. But this time, um, you know, how, how much do you put on a last-minute fight here? Because, again, you could lose everything. Like, this is, this is one where, in, in the public opinion forum, this is as bad as 94 as far as how, how it feels to me. It feels the same way to me. It doesn't feel any different, and we were told, hey, there's great labor piece in baseball, and you know, when I was in spring training, everybody was happy, you know, the virus hits and now all of a sudden there isn't great labor peace in baseball, even with an agreement in place. So it looks like that was all a facade. You're right. The game is in, uh, you know, grave,
2: grave uh, condition right now. When you look at there is uh, uh, the collective bargaining agreement is going to expire here next year, 2021. And um, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no, uh you know they're not even close uh, the owners are still even here they're trying to get this uh 50-50 share uh revenue plan they're trying to make the salary cap which all the other leagues have done and the players when you say the players haven't won as long as the players have the Yankees paying a 500 million dollar payroll and the Royals having a 50 million dollar payroll the players have run uh, have won basically the battle because uh it's an open market where you know, Trout can get the three hundred million
1: dollars. Um, uh, Bryce Harper can get the four hundred million dollars. In the past, um, but if they're not playing this year, they're not making anything. Right. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, that's what that's what the players have won, and they protected that. And when when uh, when Mike mm-hmm. spoke about the players don't ever win, the players have have won, and they held on in that, and they become the greatest union in the world, and we got that's the true. richest players in the world. Uh, with 400 million dollar men, I mean, and then you you, you want to hear about real complaints? Go to the NFL, go to the NBA. A lot of when they, their contracts aren't guaranteed, they can release a, a a player here, you know, tomorrow, and then their their money's gone. Whereas in baseball, these contracts are guaranteed, and that's why the union uh, for the players have won. That, that that's their win position is they got a strong um, um, a union that they have guaranteed contracts. And their contracts are in the open market, and there's no caps, uh, and that's what the players want. Well, uh, there's no, here. There's,
0: there's, let me just respond to that, Russ. There's uh-huh. no caps, but there's also budgets, and you know the Yankees. And right. they spent for Garrett Cole this year, but they're only spending, you know, they're spending two hundred and ten, two hundred and fifteen million, something like that. They're not spending like drunken sailors like they used to do under George Steinbrenner. Uh, even, you know, even the, the Red Sox with their stupid spending that they've done over the years, like Pav- Pablo uh, Sandoval and a few other bad contracts. You know, now that you know, they got rid of Mookie Betts because they're not going to spend that kind of money anymore. The te- these teams are self policing themselves, and they're not spending. Four hundred to five hundred million dollars because they simply can't do it, and you still have those teams like Kansas City spending fifty million bucks. So in the in the end, the owners won because they don't have you know they, they you know the 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 union doesn't have a salary cap, but they don't have wild spending run them up and it's and I don't think it's ever going to be that way again.
1: Now here's something Ken well, Rosenthal
2: said. Hold, hold on. They've never had to do it. They've always had the opportunity to have a
1: $50 million payroll if that's what they wanted. Okay. Here's something Ken Rosenthal said on on a Fox show a couple hours ago. He expects ugliness for the next week and a lot of back and forth, but ultimately I just don't believe either side can afford not to play. And then he said he can't see them affording to go in 18 months dark. Like, I get that, Nico. It's all nice to say, but... By the time, let's say, for argument's sake, they don't play. By the time they get back, not only will baseball be completely different, but so will the minor leagues. The whole sport will be different. I don't know if Rob Manfred understands that whole thing, because I think with his grand plan, he just all expected it to fall into place. But, you know, the world, something else happened in the world, and now it doesn't seem like from the commissioner's office there's a fallback plan. It doesn't look like he has a very good fallback plan here. Well,
2: the fallback plan is to just hold back and just start, you know, cancel the whole season and just start all over in, uh, you know, spring training 2021, let, let the NFL, NHL, um, NBA, you know, do their thing. Uh, then they come out with the best, you know, practices from, from the experience that the others have, you know, fallen and taken. Um, it's a win-win position for Manfred. He's, he's in a position to be the hero. So if he gets it done this year in 2020, he's a hero. If he has to put it back till 2021, he's still a hero. No, I don't know about that.
1: I think people are not going to look at him as a hero. There go. Not if he well, doesn't. If the season doesn't happen. Be, there's no way.
2: It's going to be the fact. It's not because of him. He's. It's not the onus. Is not going to be on him if he doesn't play this year. It's going to be on the oh. union. Oh, I don't he's know a, about
1: he's
0: that. A, he's already got half the baseball fans hating him because they're going to institute the DH. Uh, universally right. for, for for major league baseball this year, no matter what's gonna you know if if there's no season he'll get blamed. If there is a season with a D, with the DH in the National League and the American League, he'll he'll be hated. I don't I think he's in a no win situation because uh, you know he may have to sort of kowtow to uh, to the players and give them the uh, the prorated salary that they sort of promised them back in March. But I think Manfred has done a terrible job. I think he's been a terrible an incompetent commissioner at times i don't know how how he comes back from that but um you know i i haven't been impressed so far
1: no this is this is what can impress us like if he does a good job here we can be impressed but leading up to this it hasn't been great i mean guys right now this is this is where we have to leave it too everything, we're not going to come to a conclusion here. They don't have a conclusion. Yeah. They're they're going to go and Memorial Day weekend's going to happen and they're going to start again and they've got like a week to figure this out. Like it's just, it's the worst reality show if you're a baseball fan because you're seeing all these other sports come back and the sport did start up a few months ago and they can't seem to resume it and that that's the, uh, the biggest failing right now on, on both sides. So We'll see what happens. Like it's it's to me it's fascinating and I always say baseball will definitely survive but I don't know in what format it'll survive. Like if it's going to be uh on the way up and things are looking good or we're surviving and maybe now some franchises are in trouble and the minor leagues are in trouble and now we're the fourth or fifth most popular sport and we've got to start all over again. We'll see. We'll see. That's, that's we'll sort see. of yeah. That's 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 where let's we're at. We'll be there. Let's make sure. Let the
2: game know that hey, we'll be there. Let's uh, let's get one of those Joe Rogan Spotify contract agreements, and um, and let's take the the game
1: to the to the higher levels. All right. Well, in, in the interim, I did just release my uh, book, "Pioneers of Baseball," on ebook, and people can go to Amazon.com and pre-order it. That'd be a good start. That might get me to. Uh, to do a few more shows I'll put a few shekels in my pocket but anyhow that's it for the game and we'll uh, we'll see everybody out on the field hopefully this year we don't know